Welcome back. Thank you. This is, I don't even track the episodes anymore, to be honest. This is like episode 30 of our podcast. Nice. Um, today's guest is Mustafa, and I never say his last name because I don't know how to say his first name. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to have to keep saying it. Uh, Gatolari. Mustafa Gatolari. Yeah. Gatolari. It's not that hard. I know, it's dude. Gato. But- and then Lard, just break it down. I didn't teach yeah. you that. I just don't want to mess it up ever. You know. I know. I've had people call me. They'll be like, "Mr. Galatari." I'll be like, well, "The L is after the T." Like, yeah. well, what did they? But that's okay. I'm just judgmental. I guess. So that's an Albanian name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Albanian. Um, my my dad. And I'm gonna out his secrets here. You know, every Albanian's not from like Albania. I think like you. They're like them. Macedonian too, yeah. right? Like yeah. Like they're, they're they're always like nationality there's like they're always like macedonian or like you know from somewhere else or Italian, like they're italian uh, and uh but they're just like they're not gonna let that double-headed eagle die man they're uh-huh. just gonna stick to it through uh thick and thin but yeah i want to keep talking about the dc stuff <laughs> yeah before uh yeah, yeah, yeah. before we started yeah, we were yeah. talking like going all in on yeah DC and Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically, to sum up for the listeners who yeah. obviously weren't here before, yeah. you think James Gunn won't save DC? Yeah, I mean, well, like, well, who the hell am I? Like, obviously, like, you know, but but I, I think if you look at, like, the films that have been doing really, really well, with the exception of, like, big IPs, like, everybody was excited for, for No Way Home, right? Because yeah. um, you, they, there's rumors that there's going to do this. It's, like, basically Sony's most uh, successful film, which was Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Right, which was great, which was, was a amazing. great film. Yeah. Animated film, they took that idea and they made a live action version of it, right? So then like, I don't know, the, the whole like DC, like Warner Brothers thing is, is like kind of like troubling because like there's new, there's like rumors that Warner Brothers is thinking of selling Harry Potter to Disney. Like that's what? their big, yeah, that's their biggest IP. Yeah. Right. And they're thinking of selling Harry Potter to, to Disney. That's that's not that's on the rumor mill to do that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so you, you're gonna be in like dire straits. And and DC, like, I think the blueprints out there from where Marvel's getting all kind of like crazy with all of the, like they're doing this like intergalactic type stuff and, yeah. and all that, like DC has to go the other way. And they've had two films, Joker and the Batman, yeah, that have been pretty gritty. They're very, very kind of rooted in like a real world, a real like real humanity, like real human issues on a very kind of like understandable level. Mm. And the Batman, it was like, yeah, he had some crazy gadgets and stuff, but he's not like making out yeah. with an alien or yeah. like something like you know you know what I mean. Yeah. There's there's not like a heavy CGI kind of like element. I mean there is, but not like insane like yeah. you know. So. And Joker was like basically Taxi Driver and King of Comedy mashed together That's with Joaquin Phoenix and all his issues, and and you do that, and I don't know, like I, I think like that's what they have like the blueprint for. I think that they should just stick to that idea. Like I had an, I thought a really cool idea, you know, Solomon Grundy, great character, great character, great right? character, yeah. I feel like just do a reboot, but not really, because they're doing a reboot of The Crow, right? Okay, just yeah. take the storyline of The Crow. And do it with Solomon Grundy uh-huh. and set it in like, what, he's like from Louisiana? Yeah. Put him in Louisiana. Like, you know, set it at like post-slavery Louisiana. And you get this guy who's kind of like an idiot. He gets in with the wrong people. He gets killed, thrown in a swamp, and it comes back as a revenge story. Yeah. And like, I think like if you root it in something like that, like that's where, D- that's where DC does very, very well because they can do things that like Marvel can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Marvel's like all about this, like it's very toy centric. It's very, you know, which is fine. Like, I mean, it's cool, but like that's where DC messed up is that they tried so hard to do this like big shortcut to like, Mm -hmm. oh, let's get a franchise going. Let's do this whole thing that Marvel did. It's like, no, dude, that's not why people are going to DC. They kind of did what, all right, so it took 10 years for Marvel with their singular movies to come up to Avengers. Yeah. Whereas DC is like, Let's just have our two biggest characters, Superman and Batman, fight each other and then say, we need the Justice League. So stupid. And then start backwards. Yeah. You know? And I mean, as a fanboy, I loved it. But as someone who's like, this story really sucks. Yeah. It's like, I wasted my time. I could have just read something. It's, it's, a, it's like, it's really, it's like wannabeism. It's, it's, which is strange because it's like, you have this huge studio uh-huh. with all of this money 
and they're these characters that people know and they love and they'll go out in droves to go and watch and see, right? But it's like when I'm coming here and when I come to your restaurant, mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to try your nachos. No offense, mm -hmm. I'm sure you can make a yeah. great plate of nachos. <laughs> but like I'm coming here for Kabli Pilau, I'm coming yeah. here for the the rice dishes that you have. I'm coming here, I mean you made that amazing uh, liver. Uh, yes. Kebab, yes, like yes. like all that stuff. I'm plugging it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Slide under the table, dude. But like, you know. But I'm saying, like, I'm coming here for that. Mm. That's like, it's boutique. This is what you're known for. This is what you do. And when you kind of try to be everything, yeah. you're not satisfying yourself mm. first and foremost because that's not where your interest lies. And then if you're not interested in what you're doing, you're not interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's like DC was kind of like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Like, oh my God, we're doing all this like stuff. And it's like, again, like the Wonder Woman first film, massive success. And that was because people, it was a very like big movement and it, and yeah. it paid out for them. And people were like, yes, we want to see this strong female lead, even though Gal Gadot has her own problems. Or, yes. Yeah, I don't yes, know if yes. you ever read that Medium article about her. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Or yeah. She basically tried to get her friend who was like raped to apologize to the guy that like raped her. It was just like this gnarly story and she got her lawyers after this woman. And it's like a fellow Jewish woman and she like yeah. basically silenced this woman, which is, it kind of shows like the hypocrisy of a lot of those things. Mm. But and that, I think what had happened was like execs are like, oh, people are getting behind this. Like, um, you know, they're gonna go out and go see these movies. Like Captain Marvel, objectively horrible film. <laughs> but like, people went out to go and see it and they were like, okay, cool. And you know, they're behind that. And then now you're seeing this, those kind of like returns aren't, aren't there. Yeah. And then you get a movie like Joker, which is like all kinds of messed up, $55 million budget. But what did you have? You had a really, really great, compelling lead character and a film that just took a direction and it went all the way with it. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't think the movie that was that great. Like, you know, it was like super depressing, but there was like parts of it that I was like, oh damn, like, and Quentin Tarantino made a good point about that. He said like, at the end of the film, when, you know, spoiler alert, when Joker shoots Robert De Niro's character in the face, yeah. like, you want him to do it. Yeah, because society's been so bad to him and he genuinely tried yeah. to like, fit in. Yeah, he tries to he's fight. You could feel a person's like fight. And that's that's the thing that's the problem with a lot of these like where, where DC kind of like messed up or like the I think the Black Adam movie is a perfect example. I couldn't even oh, finish it. Oh my god. Like I think that was just a rock movie. It, it, it was just it, to feed his ego. It wasn't though cuz like he wasn't even getting off on it. He looked yeah. tired the whole time. Like, you know why? Cuz that was the most ripped he's ever been in his life, he said. Yeah. All the training and just the reverse dieting. Didn't work. It didn't. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Focus, they could have focused yeah. on the story. Yeah, which was like, I remember there was like, in the beginning of the film, it was like, one of the bad guys is gonna kill somebody in like the cave before yeah. the rock like electrocute melts everybody's faces, which sounds way cooler than it was because it just didn't translate well when you're watching it. But like, the guy, he's like, he goes to somebody, he's like, you got any last words? Or like something <laughs> like that. I was like, dude, what is this? Like the freaking 70s? Like it yeah. was so, it was like, I was in. I was embarrassed watching it. I gotta be honest. Like, it was cheesy. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. It, it was, was bad. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's that's the thing that's missing from a lot of these movies. But then you saw like this whole controversy. Like Henry Cavill comes out and says, "I'm back as Superman," and then you see The Rock trying to hijack becoming the spokesman for DC. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have a lot more things." I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but like behind like the execs back, he brought Henry Cavill for that post-credit scene. And then right after that, James Gunn comes, he's like, yeah, we're not gonna rehire any of you guys. Yeah, I mean, cause it didn't work. Yeah. It, like it just, it didn't, it didn't work. And, and that again, like the, 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 the fundamental problem, and this can, I think this applies to like any kind of venture, whether it's a business or it's like an artistic venture or whatever it is. And like, who the hell am I? But like the, there's no point to anything that's being said. Yeah. Like, it felt like the script of Black Adam was devised by an algorithm. It's like, there's like a brief scene where it's like this kid's telling him how to be a hero. Yeah. That's, he didn't go all the way with that. And then it's like, they decide to try to do their own kind of version of the Justice League and they didn't go all the way with that. Yeah. It's like 900 characters right in the beginning of the movie. I don't know what the hell any of them are about. Mm. And it's just like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Like, you there's know, no backstory really, except for literally just the two new characters. That's about it. Yeah, I think a cool, like, I think a much cooler movie for Black Adam would have been like, here's this guy who comes back to a kingdom 
he doesn't recognize anymore. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what the hell this is. And he's just like, he has no idea what to do in this world. The coolest twist yeah. was when you find out that it was actually his son who was the champion and not him. And then... I didn't even get that far. Yeah. I mean, that was the coolest twist I thought in the whole movie. Yeah. And then his, spoiler alert, then his son dies and then he had to take over and then he just killed everyone. Yeah, I think it would have been like, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that they could have, they could have done a lot. They could have done, just focus on one singular storyline. Like the yes. beginning of it was cool with him as like a kid and he's there. Yeah, the, that was actually his son. Okay, so cool. he was the father who's like, don't make any problems and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then they killed his son right in front of him, and then he's like, transfer the power, and then he just goes on. I right think. Way. I think that's. I think they they could have just focused on that. Right. Yeah. They could have just focused on that story. Yeah. We don't then, need to, dude. We don't. And it was. And I think it was even the same issue that people had with the Henry Cavill first Superman movie that he did. Like everybody yeah. loved his dad's like time on that planet on yeah. Krypton. Yeah. You know Russell Crowe's character. Like mm -hmm. they were like, this should have been the movie. Like yeah. this, like this should have. Like, it could have been a TV show leading to the movie. Yeah, or anything like that. Like you know, but like I feel like there's like a lot of like glossing over, glossing over. People are just trying to get to like the good part. People want to get to like the action montage of him blowing up planes, which is fine. You can do that, but it's like none of it's earned. And like that's, I think that's like a lot of things that we see just, just culturally, man. It's like. I can't count the number of people like, you know, my friend points this out all the time. It's like, and he was like a, a, a professional level, level boxer. Like, you know, yeah. he trained with Shannon Briggs, knocked out Shannon Briggs, even though Shannon Briggs was above his weight class and like stuff mm. like that. Like he was an Olympic, like, you know, hopeful, like all that stuff. Yeah. And he was like, you know, you go on like Instagram and there's like, <laughs> you see these guys who are like hitting pads and like stuff. It's like, dude, you're not, a, it's like, you're yeah. not a fighter. Like just you're stop. practicing. Like, yeah, you're not, a, like, you're not a fighter. Like, yeah. like what are you doing? Like, like, Whenever you see fighters, you just see them practicing. Yeah. And then when they fight, that's when it's televised. Yes. Yeah. And then you have people who are like. Anyone can hit a bag. Yeah. I mean, you must like roll your eyes too. It's like, you know, you, you run a great business. You make great food and these great dishes and like all that stuff. And then it's like, to me, like I want to go on the Hills of Harat Instagram page and I want to see photos, other food. I was like, this is what this guy's about. I don't want to see some like dude who doesn't know anything about cooking. Yeah. Like, you know, come up and like all of a sudden and you see people try that. Like you mm -hmm. see them, oh, let me try it like this way. Is this going to get me likes? Is that going to get me likes? Will this get me likes? Can you like me? Just do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's dumb. Like mm -hmm. the, I think the best movie I saw in the past, and I talk about movies a lot just because I think like those are more impactful on people than like anything. Mm. Um, uh, you got like Top Gun Maverick. Like, I heard that was really good. You gotta see it. Yeah. You gotta see it. It's like nostalgic, but really good. Yeah. Storytelling was great. All the characters, the only thing that they wanna do, and it's such a simple concept, mm -hmm. but it's because, here's the thing. It's what I say on Instagram. You got that guy who's going up and hitting the speed bag and jumping rope, yeah. but like, they don't plan to do anything with that. They don't test that. They don't challenge that. And they don't put themselves in a position where they could look bad or get embarrassed. <laughs> Top Gun was, and but they just want you to accept them yeah. as this like badass. It was a man's man movie kind of thing, right? Yeah, but it wasn't even that. I think what I liked about Top Gun is, is it's, because there's female characters in it too, but like everybody, they're at they're at the they're at the top yeah. of their game and their program to be these fighter pilots. Uh -huh. They get in a mission that they know is an impossible mission. Most of them probably won't make it out if they do it, but they're gonna do it and they're gonna try to do it because that's their dream and they want to be the best at whatever they're doing. And each actor and the way the script was written was you. Everything's journalized mm. down to their decisions that they make in those moments mm. where they decide to either do a safe choice or do they kind of just risk everything and be like, I got to make this work no matter what. Mm. Screw what happens. Mm. And you'll see a lot of people who like say that mm -hmm. in, in, in speech. Yeah. But when it comes down to actually doing it, nowhere to be found. <laughs> 
And I think that's why, pe- like, there's people who are mad that Top Gun did well, yeah. you know? And they're, they're going to try to, like, attack Tom Cruise, who's got his own problems, and he's, and he's yeah. weird, but, like, I don't care. I think Tom Cruise is an alien. He is, but the guy plays himself out, and he's, he's he a psycho. age, yeah, he doesn't age. He's a psycho, he stunts. I say that with the greatest, like, amount of respect to him. Like, he's, he's a thousand percent... Committed. I heard him freak out when people weren't wearing masks and stuff. Yeah, because he didn't want the production to... Exactly. Steven Spielberg said it to him. He was just like, you saved Hollywood. Yeah. He's right. Hollywood's making no money, dude. Yeah. And that, Hollywood's making no money. Mm. They're, it's like... They need good writers. They need good stories. They... I don't know, man. It's just... It's it, it's it's sad. Like, you know, a lot a lot of these movies, man, growing up, like... Again, man, it's so, so crazy how much I like, just... Everything I take, I take from my friend David... Um, <laughs> they're a good thing they're great things to say but like seriously when you think about it it's like movies dude like and, and maybe you had a similar experience it's like movies like they, they saved my life as a kid like it's yes. very clear especially in Top Gun it's like you have the character there's a point in the movie where he's just like he literally he's so like scared but he's just like screw it like I just gotta do this and he does it and like the actor Miles Teller does such a good job because he's not skipping over that Yeah, it's not just like oh I'm gonna do it because I'm great yeah no, like it's, they they hone in on the struggle. This will and not the struggle and that I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. So they hone in on the struggle. Yeah. But the, there's a there's two differences when it comes to like there's different ways people react to struggle, right? Yeah. What we're seeing a lot of today is people want to have a struggle mm-hmm. so they can feel victimized, so they can have an excuse not to do something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is why I couldn't accomplish this. This is why I couldn't do that. Yeah. This is why it's because this and I'm oppressed. And yes, oppression exists, obviously. And yeah. yes, you know, systemic whatever. I mean, there's systemic oppression even in, within animal societies. Yeah. So you have that. Yeah. Okay. But like in Top Gun, it's like, yeah, we have all these struggles. We have all of this. Screw it. Mm. Like, I'm going to, whatever I, whatever victory I can get in this moment, yeah. I'm going to do whatever I can. Mm-hmm. And those are the fighters that we love. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that we love. That's why we love the movie Rocky. He doesn't win because he's not a championship fighter. He's literally a bum. Yeah. And then, like, for him to be able to last mm-hmm. an entire fight and go to a decision with the greatest fighter in the world just mm-hmm. on pure just grit and determination, Goosebumps every time. People love that movie. And that's why. It's because, like, yeah, he has a struggle. They're focusing on the struggle, but not focusing on the struggle as if, like, oh, man, it's so tough. I can't do it. But they're focusing on the struggle. Like, God, I wish this, I wish I could, like, beat this. Yeah. And I think, for me, mm-hmm. not, like, there's very few movies that have that. Now. You're right. No, you're 100% right. I mean, nowadays, to build off of what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of people do like to blame things on other people yep. instead of actually getting up, do the work. Yep. But then you get people who do the work mm-hmm. themselves and then 10, 20, 30 years pass by and they're still doing the same thing instead of growing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that, that that's another thing too. Like you, you have to, again, like my, my friend always says, it's like you kind of have to like rehearse for what's you personally going to like mess you up right what attack what's going to attack you yeah uh before it attacks you basically Mm -hmm. so it's like i know i have this certain thing about myself uh for instance like i was like i used to like work out like all the time and then after i started having kids like i always used to like work out at night and i just go get my work in out and done at night and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and i was like couldn't do that anymore so for like the past year and a half I've been going to like this one gym, it's called F45, it's set up, like, yeah. you know, it's like a studio, and I'm just like, whatever, studio group classes. Mm-hmm. Just get it in. It's like lame. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, are you gonna go into the studio and like do that stuff? But like, now I just go, like this morning, I, I, I did two classes back to back, you know, they separated between like legs and all that stuff, and legs and upper body, and they did that. And I just went in and just get up in the morning. Got yeah. up at like 4.30, went to the first 5 a.m. class, boom, did that. And then they had a 5.50 class and boom, and I did that. And it was like, okay, and you get it done. And I, I've been trying to, I pretty much go like every day, like, you know, and you just wake up in the morning and just get it done. And that becomes routine. Yeah, you know? staple. I mean, it's, so I look at it this way, right? We both have immigrant parents. Yeah. And we learn everything from our parents growing up, yep. you know? 
It's like, why are parents not home? It's because they're working. It's because, you know, they put a roof over our head. And I have siblings, and they kind of just looked at it from the materialistic point of view. They never really looked at it as, I miss my dad. I wish he was here. But whatever he tells me, I'm going to really listen to it and understand it. Most kids don't think like that until... I hate to say my dad is right when it comes to this, but he's right. It's like when you have your own kids and you're like, man, when they say when you have your kids, then you're going to see how it is. Yeah. And it's 100% right. Yeah. Like you don't want to leave your kids when you go to work. No. It sucks. That's a great feeling to have though. I know. No, it's great. So I honestly like miss them. Yeah. Like, you know. You miss them. Yeah. And, And then, you know, the best is when you come home and then they give you a big hug and they genuinely miss you. Mm -hmm. You know, and for our parents is they worked hard so that they can give us the opportunity to work smarter than them. Right. Yeah. And like my dad is still working. And what I want to do now is not be my dad. And I mean, I hate to say this, but Instagram, you know, if you follow certain pages or TikTok about like how to grow businesses or how to become a millionaire in like five years. Yeah. A couple of their advices are interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a difference between like, I think I think what we're talking about is like there's there's labor, but it's like not worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But then there's like laboring towards something that's worth it. That's a thing that you like love. Like on on the show that we do, uh, Haunted Discoveries. That I'm filming with Brandon Alvis. We were on Ghost Hunters. Haunted together. Discoveries, yeah. folks. Make sure you. Where can we watch this? Oh, uh, I can't I can't say yet. But we have we have one uh, network that we're we're talking to currently, okay. and then there's a. Uh, uh, there's a couple offers on the table, so we're, right. we're we're working through that. But um, it's just been a crazy process doing that. But yeah, we we filmed two seasons already, and now we're gonna April seventeenth. We're gonna start filming the third. Mm. Um, but with with that, with like haunted discoveries, is like that consumes everything. Like I, I'll be on set sixteen, seventeen hours, like you know, and mm-hmm. driving, going from place to place, and, and pre production, mm-hmm. and fitting all that in. And, a lot of sleepless nights, you know, three, four hours a night for months and months and months and months at a time, then maybe I'll get like one six and a half, seven hour a day, like on a, on a Saturday night. Um, so, you know, you do that, uh, but it's, you never regret it because that's what you want to do. Like, even if you can just like touch a piece of your dream, um, that's for me, I think way better than, you know, Doing nine to five, turning into a robot. Yeah, it's not even. It didn't even have to be a nine to five. Like I had a pretty, without revealing too much. Like I had a pretty sweet setup before I did Ghost Hunters. It was like very, very sweet setup, very comfortable. How long were you on Ghost Hunters? For? I was on uh, two seasons on A&E's Ghost Hunters. It was about a, about a year of my life. Mm-hmm. We were doing that, and then afterwards, wrote a book with Brandon, and we started pitching. We had like. 49 different pitch meetings before we got Haunted Discoveries picked up. Wow. So like, yeah, it was, it was a lot, a lot, a lot. So it was like, every time, like, oh my God, we got a Zoom call. And like, yeah. oh my God, like they, they, they want to see us in LA. And then we go fly out and yeah. there's this and there's a lot of correspondence back and forth. But they were like, I remember I counted every single one. After like the seventh one, I'm like, I'm going to start counting these <laughs> because I want to see how many it takes before we finally get the show done. Yeah. Because like Mark Ruffalo, he had 303 auditions before he booked a single role. Wow. Like, yeah. 303 auditions before he booked us like and it's it wasn't even a big role it was like a very like you know what i mean before he got anything so um i i remember we got to like that 49th one and we got the show and then even that was like we were supposed to go to saint croix and we were going to film something out there and then like the crucian government was like trying to from what i understood is like it seemed like they were trying to pocket the the production money uh-huh. some and then we were getting like a lot of resistance just all the writing was on the wall that it wasn't going to work out yeah so once, and again, this is where we talk about rehearsing. Uh-huh. I wasn't married to the idea of shooting a show in St. Croix. All I knew was that I wanted to shoot a show with my friend. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be about this. I don't give a damn mm-hmm. where it's taking place or anything yeah. like that. So I, I, don't, I don't look at that at all and say like, oh man, I, I, I regret investing thousands of hours into that. Like, I, I don't. Like, and it's, it was. It was thousands of hours, like, into that. Text messages, phone calls, Zoom calls, countless freaking pitches and emails and Google Docs. But, you know, so you enjoy that because that's hard work. And even if you get 
that one break, it'll make it all worth it. And you've already gotten that break. Yeah. In my opinion, from my eyes, yeah. I see that you're already killing, you know? Writing a book, who gets a chance to like even sit down and write their thoughts down? Yeah. You know? You've hit some goals that I would like to one day hit too. Yeah. Just, you know, just say that I did it. Yeah, and yeah. in a way, you're kind of living forever if you think about it because you're out there. You have a book. You have, you're on TV. Yeah. So that way, inshallah, when your kids grow up and when we're gone, they can just be like, yeah, that's my dad. He was on that. I don't, I don't, I don't even think about it like that. I think about it like, you know, we're, people got people to gotta play themselves out. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's like a really, I hate, I hate to talk about it in this terms because like the second you start saying stuff like this, somebody's going to go at you and they're going to be like, yeah. oh, you're like this like anti-woke like person or you're this Trump tart or like anything like that. I'm like, yeah. dude, like, you don't, I know, I know my the, family members got like money stolen from them from Trump. Yeah. Like, I'm not like that. But like, we, yeah. we <laughs> in, on this show, yeah. opinions yeah. are everyone's opinions. Yeah. We don't judge anyone yeah. because we respect everyone's opinions. So listeners, if you don't respect opinions, you can just unsubscribe right now. Yeah, it's like a fat one. Uh, but, like, yeah. no, but no, but like I mean, like you, you have like a, a lot of, um, you'll have like people who who they they just kind of want to be accepted for this thing without really kind of just playing themselves out. Yeah, like you, people should be allowed to say what they want to say, play themselves out if they're wrong or they're out of line. You reel them back in, and mm -hmm. like that's. That's, I think, is fair. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody wants to be challenged anymore with anything. Yeah. Like, if you have an idea for something, like, nobody, nobody wants to be, uh, have their thoughts challenged and they're insulted and mm -hmm. offended mm -hmm. that, like, you would even challenge them. Yeah. And then when they're proven wrong, nobody wants to, like, nobody even wants to look at the fact that they were proven wrong. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll bring another, not, I don't want to go crazy into politics, but, like, perfect example, there's this guy, I think his name's, like, Sam Britton mm -hmm. or whatever. And um, he dresses up in like women's clothing. I think he works for like the Biden administration or anything like that, which is like fine, you know, do your own thing. Like, I don't care. But um, he was caught, like he stole a bunch of these, this, this clothing from like luggage that belonged to this Muslim black Tanzanian fashion designer. Interesting. Like stole her clothes outright. Mm. And he's wearing them in like press pictures and all of that. So it's like, you sit here and you're like, okay, you're working for an administration that ran on inclusivity, mm -hmm. ending white privilege against, you know, black and brown and minority peoples, yeah. and all that stuff that you talk about that you're, like, you're about. Yet one of your top employees who you used as a poster child for inclusivity yeah. is just doing a form of progressive racism. Like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know what he identifies as, like, gender, and I'm sorry if I'm calling him he, and, and, and he, and, you know, this Sam Britton person identifies as she or they, or, or, or I'm sorry if the pronouns are messed up, but, like, what I see yeah. is a white man stealing a black Muslim woman's <laughs> clothing and getting, like, press for it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just, like, you want to talk about cultural appropriation, I'm like, it's there. Yeah. But, like, you can't, like, but nobody wants, like, any. Mm. I, I go to like my friends who are like very, very like liberal and like bleeding heart. And I'm just like, doesn't this upset you? Yeah. Like, doesn't, does this not upset you? Or like, like if this is the cause that you were about, like, why aren't you upset about that? But no, nobody wants to talk about that because they have this like preconceived narrative that makes them special yeah. and they cannot have that challenge. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the woman uh, who started the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. Great, cool. Mm -hmm. And racism, police brutality is terrible. Did you see yeah. what those, I know there was those five black cops on that one black dude. You yeah. saw what they did that to him, dude? That was horrible. They all have, are now being trialed. And he was like, an in, like, he was an innocent kid. Like, you know, George yeah. Floyd, like, stuck a knife up to a pregnant woman and threatened her and like yeah. whatever. And I'm not saying he, you know, should have a knee killed in the street like that. That's yeah. disgusting. Derek Chauvin got what he deserved. It's police brutality, 100%. Yeah. But like, this is like, and nobody's talking about that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, like, because anything, and then and Republicans do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, GOP or like, you know, and, I, and this is like a big problem in this country is like you pick your side Anything that challenges that side of your ideologies that make you special and give your identity and, you know, they can't have it challenged. And I'm just like, eh. like most people I've seen in the country, like the only thing they care about is being able to pay their mortgage, which yeah. 
housing crisis. Like I think housing crisis is a way bigger issue mm. than deciding, um, you know, whether or not, you know, I'm, I'm going to call you like Afghani, like yeah. Afghani, like X or Afghani Y, or yeah. like and somebody like says like, oh my god, someone comes up to me and they're like, oh my god, like Albanian, that's like a lot like Serbia. I'm like, yeah, it is. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Like, even though Albanians and Serbs hate each other, I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like yeah, I, yeah, we're like, next I, to each other. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's like, you know, like like they didn't get my like exact kind of like you know muslim identity or like how i practice it like right like i don't give a crap like all i care about is like what are you going for are you a scumbag or are you not (laughs) a scumbag like that's that's basically what it comes down to so like the middle class is shrinking ever so fast in the last 15 years alone right and to go off what you said yeah all we care about is raising our kids the right way so they can be good people pay our mortgage have a roof and have a fridge full of food. That's it. Right? But then you have the media, unfortunately, just what they say, if it bleeds, it leads. Yep. Try and throw things at you and giving opinion after opinion on a news channel. Yeah. Right? On a news channel that's supposed to report unbiased news. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, I know they get so much ratings from talk shows and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. It's like, but, but, like, I'll talk about, like, I'll have friends who are like super, super liberal and I have friends who are like super, super, super conservative. Yeah. And they'll post like stories like the Sam Britton story. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. They'll post like stuff about that or they'll talk about that like ha, ha, ha. Or, um, you know, and then you'll have like um, liberal friends who will like post something like, oh my God, this GOP person who voted against abortion like ended up have, making his mistress mm-hmm. like get an yeah. abortion. And it's just like, you can, you can like criticize both sides. Like, yeah, yeah. It, you can't have a selective standard mm-hmm. because it suits your narrative at a single point in time. And I think that that's what's missing from a lot of a lot of movies. I think that's what's missing from a lot of writing. I think that's what's missing just from a lot of people is that they don't have uh, they they have selective standards. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of person like you know I think people should strive to be is like have a standard, stick to it, mm-hmm. come hell or high water. Me. Full disclosure, like you know, even our talk today, like I completely forgot about it, and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, yeah, that's today, duh. But I'm like, I'm not gonna be like, uh, I can't come, like yeah. you know, because I already said I'm gonna go do this article, I'm gonna do this, or this is how my like day is gonna be planned. I said, no, I my standard is if I say I'm gonna do something, I want to be a person who does it, mm. no matter the consequences. Yeah, and I'll pay for the consequences, whatever happens mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad or anything like that, but it's like, yeah, this is literally just. That's the kind of person like that I just decided to be like, you know, and there's different levels of pressure. But like, that's why I love Top Gun is because they wanted the chance to prove not to anybody else for like, oh, likes or anything, but prove to themselves that when it came down to it in a pressurized situation, can they back up the person that they wanted to fulfill in their heads? And there's no movie like that now. Mm. There's nothing out like that out right now. None. Mm. Everybody, you gotta accept me for who I am because I'm special. Mm. Oh, would you do that special? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> you're a misogynist, yeah. or you're a racist. Like yeah. you're or, mansplaining to me. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I just, Let you me know tell, I mean? I'm gonna tell you something. I had, I tried to someone. I'm not going to mention names, yeah. but someone was an hour late for their reservation. Yeah. And uh, I tried to explain it to them that I won't have your table ready at the new time you gave me because it's a Friday night, but I will get your table um, maybe 10 to 20 minutes after the time that you arrive. But she was very hysterical and uh, she was saying that I was mansplaining to her. But I told her, I said, you asked me a question and I'm giving you the answer. And you know me forever. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm easygoing. Yeah, yeah. I go with the flow. Um, high stressful situations. I want to just do what's best for the customer to yeah. make them happy. Cool. I could have easily said, no, you can't come. Write yeah. whatever bad review you want. Yeah, yeah. But I put her first. And even though she was kind of like angry, you know, you have to get that. And yeah, yeah, of course. At the end of the meal, she was 100% happy. Even gave us a nice review and stuff yeah. like that. And it's because, you know, it's... It's where you are. But to go off the notion of that, yeah. what you said earlier, so now raising kids in this day and age in America, right? When basically in Jersey, you need to have both families making, or both parents making an income, yeah. which is even more harder than before. 
and you're just wondering like, well, for me, we grew up with babysitters because both yeah. parents worked, right? Yeah. Kind of messed up my siblings and I, but you know, when you have your own kids you can't, and you have a significant other that can give you a moral compass to follow or strengthen it, I think that it's, it's a scary world now how yeah. we raise the kids. It's like, you know, the kids come home and as long as they're comfortable communicating with you, they tell you everything. Yeah. They ask you questions. And you're just like, subhanAllah, like, these kids are going to take over the world, you know, just based off of their answers and everything like that. Yeah. And I want to get your, your opinion on, like, Muslim people now in Jersey and in America, like, what should we look out for for children either going to Islamic school, private school, public school? What advice would you give people who are new parents who are about to send their kids to school? Because your kids are older, older than mine. Yeah, they're a little older. Uh, my, my son, Zach, is seven, and my daughter, Ava, is uh, four, and uh, she's going to be five soon, and you know my son's going to be eight at the end of the year. Um, because you want them to be better than you. Yeah, like they, already, every, they already are. They, yeah. already, they already have like a leg up. Like I just see in the way. Okay, so let's, let's break that down a little bit. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. So the first thing is like to get your kids comfortable to talk about certain things with you. I think a lot of that just kind of has to do with, um, a lot of that has to do with just not kind of like shooting down everything that they bring up to you. Yeah. Like I, I, like I would like, sorry, how's it going dude? Uh, I, I remember like talk, trying to talk to things, uh, trying to talk about things to my parents like when I was a kid, mm -hmm. bring up certain ideas and like notions and, and, and they would like, not my mom so much, but my dad would be like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Like, yeah. why, why, why are you bringing that up? Like, he's like, this, this, don't think like that. I'll be like, okay, well I do. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I think like that. Yeah, that's I think like opinion. that. Like, you know what I mean? Something has yeah. going. So like, I, I, that's, that's, the, that's the one thing is like, let them feel. And again, it's tough to do because you can't just say that. You have to demonstrate that in everything that you do. Yeah. Let them make mistakes. Let them do things and don't like jump down their throat all the time when they're like making uh, a mistake. I'll say for me, I, I do think that there's a lot of like old school stuff that parents did that were right. Mm. Like the idea that like, okay, just because you're not feeling it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like doing this. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, my kids is like, even stuff for like dinner. Like, I don't want to eat that. I'll be like, all right, well, you know, that's all we have. Mm -hmm. I'm not eating it. All right. Go sit in your room and be hungry. Yeah. Four or five hours go by. I'll, I promise you that, that, you know, that fool is going to taste like better than a Happy Meal. Yeah. And then they eat the fool. And then when you get them a Happy Meal, it's like, <gasps> it's like you've opened the, the heaven's gates for them. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think like, it's fine. Like, don't put down for the sake of putting down and telling them like it's the same thing to tell a kid that they're great they're great they're great they're great yeah. without having to prove it as the same thing as telling them they're crap they're crap they're crap they're crap they're crap it's abuse in both directions oh, you're 100 right so you, yeah i think i think in like we want to bring it back to like islamically like how to raise kids i just think like don't focus so much on traditions mm -hmm. For, for me, I, I would say like, I'll put it this way. Like when I was a kid, I remember one of the earliest conversations I had with my mom when she was telling me about the concept of God mm -hmm. was like, I think I like did something and like my toy broke and she's like, ah, I see like God, God, you see what God did to you. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm like, who's God? And then she yeah. like started explaining it to me. And I was like, why the hell would he care about my Ghostbusters toy? Uh -huh. And I was like, I remember telling my mom, I was like, I wasn't even four years old yet. I was like, that sounds stupid. Like, yeah. like I was telling, like, I remember saying that. And then the only reason I got like religious or cared about like Islam and stuff was just because my great grandfather mm -hmm. who always kept his word, yeah. who would always not hear you out in a very like therapist way, yeah. but and he, sometimes he wouldn't even respond to you, <laughs> but he made you feel better. Yeah. Sometimes that was him slapping you. Sometimes that was him telling him you, you're out of line. Yeah. But then there's like other times where you're like, you're hanging out with him. And like, if you did something right and he told you, you did a good job because you knew what his standards were, mm. you knew that you did a good job. Yeah. He was trustable. He was trustworthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
The same way a snake is trustworthy. You know a snake's going to bite you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know that, you know, th this is what his standard is. Yeah. You, you tell that line or you do what's like you right for that situation because he's always working to make a situation better. My, my, mm. my great-grandfather, from what I remember, mm. maybe I'm looking at it through rose-tinted glasses, but I don't care if I am. I like rose-tinted glasses. But mm. so, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think, I think like that that's like that's when i started becoming like interested in islam because he was highly religious mm. but he was highly religious yeah he's not a lot of a lot of muslims that i've met in my life unfortunately uh, are are like the only reason they're religious is because it gives them a superiority complex oh. is because they can feel like they're better than somebody else because uh and that, like they they do these traditions they do these things like i know people who are like and like they won't eat pork and they'll pray five times a day, but like, man, the things that they beat their kids over, I'm just like, dude, like it's not that big of a deal no. if he like decided to like, you know, put this, the, the cups here instead of there. Like why, like that does not warrant that kind of like a like yeah. beating. Like, you know of what course. I mean? Of course, it's not a military state basically. In the yeah. House. I mean, that's why we have the Hadith. Right yeah. to like learn from the teachings of our prophet peace be upon him. Yeah, and it seemed like your grandfather was a very pious man. Extremely. Like he yeah. was making sure that you don't get upset over something, or if you are upset over something, you realize, or he helped you realize that yeah. only you can control how you feel. Yeah, he was. He was just very. He was. He was magical. Like I mean, you you, you would sit in a room with him, and he never. He just made you feel good, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I really think, like, what did the Prophet Muhammad says? We were talking about hadiths, right? Yeah. I'm here for one thing, and that's the perfection of good morals. Mm -hmm. To me, I think, you want to raise a kid Islamically? Don't, don't worry. Like, if, if that is, like, your main goal is, like, do you keep your word to yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you try to make situations better instead of worse? Mm -hmm. Everything else, I think, will kind of fall into that. Like, like that's the spine, mm -hmm. and all these other things are the rib, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they just kind of focus on the rib, yeah. surface things. Mm -hmm. It's a way of hiding, I think, of the fact that they don't really want to do, like, really, really, like, you know, good work. I mean, yeah. I know people who are, like, in, the, in, like, the masjid and stuff, and I'm just like, man, like, Oh, like everybody loves them. They're great, and they're yeah. this, and they're there every night in Tarawiya. But like, you'd never go into business with them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There's a, there's a trade off. You never yeah. go into business with them, and that's because like you know, or like they, like I know people who like go to Hajj like every other year. Yeah, and they'll the stuff that they do to their employees and stuff. It's like at the businesses that they run. I'm like, man. I'm like, yeah. you are throwing this iftad for everybody. I was like, but I promise you. This does not count. <laughs> but your employees don't have benefits. Yeah, or, yeah. or like, yeah, or like, you know, you, you I, I don't want to, I don't want to out anybody, but like, it's, it's like, in case they ever see it, but like, yeah, it's just whatever they're doing is like, wow, like you're doing that to your own people. Like, so oh my God. To speak off of that, right? I don't judge anyone, right? Yeah, First yeah. of all. No, I do. I, I judge everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying I'm the best of judges, but I, ju I judge. But I judge. Like for me, yeah. I have a very analytical brain and yeah. I always just ask question after question and then search for the answer and try and understand what people do just because I can't shut my brain off, yep. you know? So for example, what you said, right, is you see people who are from a social standard, good Muslims, right? They pray five times a day, this and that. But then it's like other people are judging them, oh, they must be great people. And then they do other things that you don't agree on. I think it's, uh, it's more so than ever is because of technology and how people want to show the world who they are. But behind the veil, it's like someone totally different. I think it's that, but it's also like, I, 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 think, I think it's, no, I think it's a little different. I think it's like, okay, like if I do this, if I pray five times a day, if I fast, if I give my zakat, if I say my shahada, and you know I I, I do all of those five pillars mm -hmm. and I stick to them, I'm Muslim. Mm. If I go to school and I get good grades mm -hmm. and I listen to my teacher and I get into a good college, 
I'm going to be successful. Mm. Both are wrong. <laughs> they don't it's, it's work. It's not cookie cutter. It's not cookie no, cutter. No, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, as somebody who has a master's degree and somebody who's worked in universities mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that, it does not work. Mm. Depending on what you're doing and depending on what field you go into, obviously college is like, you need to do that. But like that kind of stuff does not work. Mm. If you're not working, if, if it doesn't mean anything to you mm -hmm. and you're not working on it meaning anything to you mm -hmm. or like, not pretending like it means something to you. Maybe in some instances you have to. Like, oh my God, your baby's so cute, of course. Like, you know, you can think the thing looks like a gremlin, but like, you don't want to make the person feel bad. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You, you do what you do, you know, for those situations. But it's like, you have to, you have to work it for yourself and yeah. what it means to you or what it should mean to you. Mm. What, yeah, what, what that should mean. And I think that that's like, it, I learned a lot of things from acting. It's like, Great actors are always they're they're always working on like, you know what what something should mean to them. Like yeah. you know even if they're in like a romantic scene, but I don't feel in love today, man. Like yeah. I don't feel in love today. You're not gonna sit there and be like, oh baby, I love you. It's like, yeah. oh you know, bull yeah. crap. Like I don't. You have smell to that. think it, and then you act. Oh yeah, or you know you react to the fact that like really react to the fact is like, man, I should be in love with this person. She's great. It's like I love you. Yeah. Like you know as as opposed to I love you. It's yeah. like one's a front. Uh -huh. to hide the fact that you don't want to do the emotional work mm. of confronting the fact that like you're not feeling what you should right now. Yeah. Let me look at myself as a third person and be like, ah, this is what I should do. Mm. Like, you know, it's like I can wake up every morning in the gym. I try to do every kind of mental gymnastics not to yeah. go. Yeah. I work out more in my head than I do over <laughs> there. And it's just like, but it's so simple. It's like every time I go, I feel great. So it's like, even if I feel like garbage, even if I only slept two and a half hours, mm. I make sure I go and I do yeah. it. And it's like, oh man, I have to do this. Oh, I have to oh, I have to interview this other person for this article, but like I have to wait for them and I have to do it. Ugh. It's like, do it. Responsibility. That's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, also part of that is because now you're a parent too. So now you feel like you have that stronger will. Oh, and that was another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. You were saying. So like, I know a lot of people who use parenthood oh, as, don't an tell me as an excuse yeah. to not go after the things that they really want to go after. So it's like, I know people who like spend on the clock mm -hmm. more time with their kids mm. than I do. Mm. But and this is going to be me. Like, I hope this never changes and that's up to me. Mm. But like the reaction that my kids and, even their kids mm -hmm. give me when I'm with them for that hour, mm -hmm. I promise you is better than the 30 hours that they spent with them that week. Because the whole 30 hours are like this. How many people you see walking the kids like this? Yeah. Half the time, everyone's on their phones and iPads now. Even if they're not, bro, they're dead, bro. They're, yeah. they're the walking dead. And they're walking with their kids. And their kids are like, blah, 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 blah. Like, stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like, you should be having fun with them. Like yeah. there's so many times when I come home, like I don't want it. I don't want to find out which dinosaur had the most teeth in the Plesiozoic period. Yeah. Like I don't freaking care. Yeah. Like it's just who cares? They're uh -huh. dead. Yeah. Like, why don't you focus on like you know what you want to be when you grow? Like yeah. you know, but like I don't do that. Like I, you know, I want to entertain them. I want to play. Like I don't want to go on my legs like a horse and have my yeah. kids ride me. But I do it. I don't want to act like a gorilla, but they like it, so I do it. Yeah. And then it's like you know we're not that complex, dude. Yeah. Like. We're really not. We overcomplicate ourselves. Mm. Like, again, my friend, he says the same thing all the time. He's like, you get it? if a dog is sad, mm. you grab the dog's tail and you start to wag it for like 15, 20 seconds, the dog gets happy. Mm. We gotta do the same thing to ourselves. Yeah. Just do it. Don't worry about the motivation. Don't worry about this. Put yourself in the arena of doing something and then you're gonna have to react. Mm -hmm. Put something on the line, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, these people with like their tuner cars and they pretend like they're all like fast. It's like, okay, like you're racing, like you're the man. But like, go race for pink slips. Oh yeah. Go race for pink slips. Fast and furious. I promise you, you're gonna get a very good feeling from that race. Or like, I'll even do this. I know gambling's haram, but like, whatever. I'll go and like, if I watch the like, UFC fights, if I'm bored yeah, and I'm at like, you know, watching with some people or like whatever, I'll go and I'll put 10 bucks uh -huh. on a fight just to make it more interesting. Yeah. So I'll put something on the line. Yeah. I'll just go do this. I'm gonna put some money on it. Yeah. Let's go do that. I don't really like gambling and that's kind of like a cheap kind of thrill, but like you can gamble in other ways too. Oh, like, I gamble food all the time. Gamble, gamble yeah. food? You buy me pizza if like we win or lose. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Yeah, you yeah. just, yeah, you can do stuff like that. I, I think, but like, and then emotionally, 
what are you gambling? Like, I think a lot of people don't, and it's so like, whoa, man. But like, I think like emotionally, like people, they don't, they don't invest anything. They're, they're very quick to kind of just drop it. I didn't really care about that anyway. And then it's like, no, put, put something on the line and do something to the best of your ability and it's going to suck. And then be like, damn. <laughs> and then you go and you do it and it's, it's going to suck and it's going to suck. Like, this is like a, a very kind of like weebish uh, way of like talking about it, but like you've gone like the deviant art forums mm -hmm. and it's like go on like any high followed account and go to their first few posts. Mm -hmm. Their drawings are terrible. <laughs> yeah. They're like embarrassingly bad yeah. for a lot of the people. And there's like a few who've like, they stuck with it mm -hmm. and they kind of like took all the criticism and they worked through all of that. And then like now they're drawing mm -hmm. amazing pieces of artwork and their entire life is, mm. is, is, is steep. Like, I, like, again, I go back to what I said, like I had a very, very good setup mm. before I took Ghost Hunters. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm. And uh, I knew there was a high possibility that the show might not get renewed and it didn't. Mm. And I was like, okay, um, wow. Like I kind of, and could I have gone back to my like other job? And, you know, I had multiple jobs and it was like getting, getting paid fat and like things are good i was like do i do that or i was like no i'm i'm gonna go and try to get another show made i still work multiple jobs i still do all my other stuff but like um i uh, I'll, I'll never go back to to living like that i can't like you i can't like if unless something happened where like i had to but like thankfully i've you know i've been in like you know, you, people, finances are like such a big thing. Like I've been in situations where it's like, like there's literally no money. Like it's all gone. Like all of it's gone. Yeah. I grew up like that, poor, all gone. But like, you know, we, I just went crazy in the right direction and yeah. somehow I've always made it work. Yeah, and I mean, now you don't freak out about it anymore. It's like, now you know, all right, what I need to do, what needs to be done, yeah. how I set everything up. Yeah. To go off of um, what you were saying before about like, uh, kids and everything like that yeah so another question is like kids really don't understand until they're like four or five right mm. on like a lot of things so what's your opinion on when parents throw lavish parties for the kids i hate that it's so stupid or like gender reveal parties when they i hate that i grand. hate all of it i i i i don't know if i'm right in saying that but like look i get it's it. your opinion yeah, yeah. I, I get i get like I get like wanting to, I get like wanting to celebrate. Like I think, mm -hmm. I wish life was just a big celebration all the time. That would yeah. be awesome. Like yeah, yeah. we should just party all the time. Uh, that's just not how the rules are set up. Like, you know, we, the way we get all of our feelings all the time is mm -hmm. when we kill ourselves to do something that means something to us. And uh, whether we, it's amazing when we succeed, but the success isn't even really like the part that we enjoy of it. It's it's really that fight of going after it. And when stuff gets in the way and we're yeah. like, let me see if I can clean this up. Like, you know, if I can clean up the dirt to get to what I need to get to. That's 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 what gets us off. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I uh, mean, like with the parenting, right? Like what yeah. you said, when the parents are spending 30 hours a week with the kids and they're like it's zombies. A, it's a low level 30 hours. Yeah. But you know, like for us and Building off of when you go home and you do things that you don't want to do, but you do yeah. it because you're a father. Yeah. And for us, the big payoff is when they look back at it or they're genuinely happy. Yeah. Because you did it. You know? Yeah. And, they, and they, I think they feel that off of you. Like your kids will, they're going to feel you working towards something. Mm -hmm. It's a different energy that you give off. Yeah. There's a have to energy. And there's like a have to energy. And I think like that second one, it permeates in your kids. Yeah. And then you're equipping them with, hopefully, yeah. um, you're equipping them to be that kind of person who's going to be reliable, mm -hmm. trustworthy to themselves, not goody two shoes. Yeah. Well, let me just, I just want to, because goody two shoes is bad too, because you're just like, well, let me just make sure like I don't rock the boat. Or, like, yeah. Sometimes the boat needs to be rocked. You're Sorry. Right, 100%. Like, 
Get I, what you need. Yeah. If, and I'm sorry, I think in a lot more places today with the way society's going, it's like you need to you need to be able to to, to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Like and sometimes it's just not worth it. I'll just be like, yeah. But you know, like for example, like your kids, right? Yeah. Will basically learn from you that do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then when they grow up, they're gonna have that feeling towards you that dad will do whatever we need and he'll always be there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no That's matter what. That's very important. That's yeah. like ninety percent of being a father is just being there. Yeah, and, you know? and, 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 and just trying to go after, it's just going after, it's redundant, but it's important. It's like going after top shelf feelings, like no matter what situation you're in. Yep. A car ride is not just a car ride. A walk to school is not just a walk yep. to school. I, I take my daughter every morning to school, yeah. right? And we have to walk to the parking lot. And I always tell her, like throughout, for the last, for her whole life, right? I said, it doesn't matter how heavy you are or how old you are, I'm always going to carry you. Uh, That's one of the main reasons why I go to the gym. That's great. Because, like, she has to know that her dad always has her, yeah. even in something simple like that. No, but it's great. She's yeah. going to remember that fondly. And I mean, I'm not going to say that she's kind of taken advantage of it in the morning times when she's sleeping. Yeah, my daughter does. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't does. mind, but still, well, yeah. legs hurt. I'll be like, walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, just do it. Come on, I'll race her. And she'll be like, yeah. And then, but kid, kid, what I like about kids, too, is that, like, even if they're having like a tantrum or they blow up and like they'll get in a fight with like a kid at like a birthday party, it's done. Yeah, they forget about it afterwards. It's and done. And it's, uh, it's technically, right, it's the parents who kind of remind the kids where the kids, are, they're innocent, they don't care afterwards. They just no. move on. Because all they know is that in that exact moment, right now, this is ruining my situation. Yep. And I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. And this is the only way I can do it. And that's it. They're just working to have a good time. Yeah. And 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 I think that there's a lot. That's that's the probably the best thing about being a dad is that like I kind of learn a lot from them. Like the you know as as kind of like ooh TED talk as that sounds. Yeah. Like it's you you learn a lot from how because like a lot of adults man they're like they'll hold grudges for the wrong reason. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, they'll yeah. hold grudges for the wrong reason. Without it's, even communicating or finding out why, they just know how they feel and they know how they react, but they don't know how to heal, move forward, and be happy. They don't want to move forward. Yeah. They want to stick to it because like a lot of people like, you know, bitterness and, uh, and depression, unfortunately, becomes an addiction. It's like, like depression's always there, dude. Mm-hmm. It's been there. That why do you think we cry when we're born? So we know it ends. Yeah. We know we're dead. We you know, you know, and not everybody knows where they're going afterwards or anything like mm-hmm. that. And you can have beliefs in what it is, but it's like nobody's ever come back with a video saying this is what it is. So, yeah. Hey, we got the proof. Like you know, so it's like do what you got to do. Like you know, have fun now. You but, know what's uh, funny? I read funny that you said that. I read a, a comment that J.K. Rowling yeah uh, said yesterday. So basically, everyone is still mad at her for uh, the whole transgender comments that she said, right? Which I don't care. She's entitled to her own opinion, right? But her response was golden. What did she say? She said, I don't really care how anyone feels. I'm going to be dead, and I'm not going to have any feelings after that. They're like, it's going to tarnish your, you know, your legacy and everything. She's like, I don't care. I'll be dead. Yeah. What, What do you mean tarnish your legacy? I'm sorry, man. It's just like, I would love to, I, I would love, I would love, love, love to interview or just do a day in the life uh-huh. with a hidden camera crew of somebody who hates, hates J.K. Rowling. I was like, this woman survived domestic abuse. Yes. Lived out of her car. Mm-hmm. Would write her books now, I'm not even a fan of the Harry Potter series. I think it's whack. Like, I'm like, whatever. It's like this cheap Star kid Wars. Like, yeah, he's just a kid who was the chosen one. It's like, I hate chosen ones. Mm-hmm. I, I hate chosen ones. It's, it pisses me off. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, what's, what's everybody else supposed to do if they're not, if they're not a chosen one? What mm-hmm. am I going to do? Go, go freaking own a car wash? It's messed up. Yeah. Like, you know? So it's like, but whatever. She wrote, wrote this book on her lunch breaks while working as a secretary, mm-hmm. killed herself to become the richest woman in England. Yeah. Was she amazing. was nothing. She's not. You look at J.K. Rowling. She's not like. She, she, you don't look at her and be like, oh my gosh, she's not a sex symbol. She became one uh-huh. because of her work. Yeah. She's not like somebody you see. It's like, oh yeah, she's got it. 
She's just a success story because she Busted worked hard. Ass, yeah. dude. She killed herself to make this series and became the biggest franchise in the world, and it's still selling stuff. There's people buying $13 butter beer floats in Universal Studios yeah. right now. Like, So to go off of hard work, can we download your show? To watch it. <laughs> Not yet. Nah, yeah. man, the production company will kill me, but I can show you some episodes. Okay. Yeah. So on, because on like people listening, they're gonna wanna watch. Yeah. So people yeah. put your bookmarks down. What's the full name of the show? Haunted Discoveries. Haunted Discoveries. Haunted Discoveries. Yes. And then the book that we can read at least. Elements of a Haunting. Elements yeah, of yeah. a Haunting Elements on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon. It was a uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, it was sold out a few months ago, but it's back. Right. They got Perfect. it back in stock Perfect. now. So yeah, you'll be able to get it. Because uh, it's sold out. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, 25 copies of poetry. <laughs> I bought them all. It's okay. Listen, you know. But the thing is, is like, I want you to come back when the show's actually out too. Oh, dope. Because yeah. I want to discuss the experiences. 100. percent Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk. Yeah, we'll talk about the experiences on the show. I I came here to talk about the show, but then it's just yeah. like we started talking about like other stuff, and I was like, hey, yeah, you know what? Better. That's that's. The position I'd rather talk about are. that. I'd rather yeah. talk about that. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. But like, yeah, we'll talk about the show. Yeah, it's dope. Once it's out. Once it's out. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in. This was great. Thank you for coming so far just to That's chat. Yeah, we on. have uh, breakfast now, so oh, nice. we're going to eat. Yeah. 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 Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you in the next one.